You are listening to Troubadours and Tours with E.W. Conundrum Demure on Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome to episode 331 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we have regular contributor Little Star Run, along with a special guest, Alexei Galar, a Mexico-based musician and artist. And we discuss Alexei's trek from Mexico to northeastern Pennsylvania. We discuss immigration, his view, as well as Little Star Run's view of societal state of affairs, governmental state of affairs in the United States of America, as well as in Mexico, regarding immigration in particular. We talk about lies that allow the powerful and privileged to keep their elevated positions, dystopian ways a la erasing empathy and normalizing atrocities, so much noise all around us, but we also talk about pretty little things that fly away. A grand conversation with Little Star Run and Alexei Galar on today's program. We also have a poem titled, Let America Be America Again, written by Langston Hughes in 1935, as read by James Earl Jones. An EWSA called Red Umbrella, and another poem titled Flicker. And all of this, of course, as is always the case, is imbued infused with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It's so nice to have you with us. Let's get to it. Episode 331 of Troubadours and Rock on Tours.
umbrella open on the pressure treated deck reflects the sunlight as it is illuminated in a yellow hue and how about you another beautiful day in north america the early days of august are upon us the local jazz festival inspires wonderful music into the open air through the wide avenues and back alleyways of my hometown The music is African, Latino, world beat, Anglo, Irish, and Mediterranean infused. Synthesized like me and all you hip ladies and chill dudes. These United States, this big ass continent, North, Central, South, Turtle Island, as it were, as it was, lest we forget those still here whose ancestors cultivated civilization before we emigrated and spawned our tribes, clans, cults, and cliques. Did you see the Sabor emanating, passionate, in those beautiful cocoa and Caucasian chicks? Or the high brows plucked, wearing high heels and swaggering their hips, sophisticated? Are they men or women? Who is to decide across this grand divide within all of these great nations, states, and neighborhoods? We should all be so free and safe and comfortable to sit together or contentedly solo under a red umbrella, basking in the sun's yellow hue, warm and home and enjoying this life beautiful and strong. Alza la frente en alto y camina bien. Alza la frente en alto. Alza la frente en alto y camina. Alza la 
Hello, little star run. Is that you? Hello, EW. Yes, it is. Oh, and you're there with your friend and collaborator, Alexei Galar? Yes, I'm here. I'm right here. Hello, oh. Lawrence. Thank you for being on the program, sir. And thank you for inviting me. Oh, a pleasure. Before we get started, let me give the listeners some background on you two guys. Little Star Run is a Troubadours and Rock on Tours regular contributor. She is an artist, a singer, songwriter, guitar player, musician, and actress. And for our program, she reflects on the human condition and shares some wonderful stories. Alexei Galar is a Mexico-based singer, songwriter, and producer that has been doing music since he is 14. In 2016, after two albums and minor success, Galar left the group Hombre Bistia and went on busking around Mexico and Germany to find his new voice. He wrote new music and created the concept that is Pretty Little Things That Fly Away, his first solo release. Alexei and Little Star Run are currently recording together on a project titled The Singularity. It is a musical theatrical collaboration that will premiere at the Scranton Fringe Festival in the United States in October 2019. It will also be released as an EP album. It's an artistic response to the policy of the Trump administration. Troubadours and Raconteurs is happy to have on the program Little Star Run and Alexei Gillar. Okay, folks, let's, um, let's start, if you don't mind, with the fact that Alexei traveled from Mexico to Pennsylvania to work with uh, Little Star Run on this collaborative project, The Singularity. And I'm, I'm wondering, was the trek weird in any way, given the present climate regarding people traveling here from Mexico, Central, and South America? Um, I think it was pretty natural for us as artists to be inspired by those kind of situations, to create something that talked about the situation with the wall and the whole trade policy and the immigrant situation that's been going on in the uh, south frontier of, uh, of America and, of course, the, the north one for, for Mexico. And um, even if we, like, originally didn't uh, plan it that way, I, I feel like it was very natural to speak of, of, of that, that specific issue for, for us. Uh, in fact, the, the play is related, in fact, to, to that. It's a kind of response to... Um, it's our view on, on the whole situation. And, of course, our, as, as artists, we believe in, like, trade of ideas, trade of individuals... Uh, so we are pretty much concerned about uh, that, that that situation. I think he wanted you to just say about your personal um, journey traveling here, if you experienced any uh, of the current climate, like if anything went wrong, uh, if there was any strange things when you were traveling, if you were perceived in a certain way. Or if you felt it, you know. I mean, what, what city were you coming from in Mexico? I come from Mexico City. A wonderful city. So you're coming from Mexico City, and you're you're on your way. It's a pretty long journey to uh, the northeastern part of Pennsylvania, where Little Star Run is. And uh, I'm yeah, as as uh, Little Star Run mentioned, did you feel 
the that negative energy or did you feel were you reflecting on all that's going on uh, with regard to border issues and trade issues and the like? Okay, I, I didn't personally feel it. Um, it might be due to the fact that I've been here a lot of times before. So I didn't have any issues uh, at the border or anything like that. But I, I uh, in fact, like my father, for example, had some issues uh, coming to uh, New York about two years ago. Um, he was retained uh, for a while uh, at, um, at Customs. Uh, but no, I, I didn't have any, like, something happened to me particularly. Uh, but you hear those kind of stories all the time with friends coming here and being, uh, you know, like, asked about their, uh, what are they doing here and stuff like that. And I think it's particularly difficult for people from, like, South America, uh, from Honduras, Guatemala, uh, that those people from those countries have it a lot harder to enter the United States. Than people from Mexico? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any sense as to why that is? Is it a, like a, an extra ramped up uh, racism, you know, f for certain groups than it is for others? I, I think the situation has to do with the fact that uh, um, there's this belief that people from those countries are coming to America to do crime. And even in Mexico, we also have that um, sort of uh, belief, I'd say. Uh, some people have, uh, have those. I, I don't particularly share that view. But many people think that as they uh, travel up to America, those people only cause trouble, you know? Um, so there's this belief, and so so I think that's the main reason, uh, basically. And uh, and there, there's been a, a incidents of that happening, but that that's not a correct way of generalizing, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, Little Star, do you have anything to comment on this? I don't have any personal experience traveling uh, from that area. Obviously, it's not exactly uh, something that I can speak about. No, I'm more so like you're, you have a, a friend and a fellow artist who is embarking on a journey from Me Mexico, you know, a country in North America, up to, to hang out and spend some time and do some work with you. How does that make you feel as someone who lives here where you know you're the country that you're a citizen of is is espousing the these sorts of attitudes that might may affect in in some manner a, a friend a, a, a collaborative artist well I, I think i was definitely worried when he was traveling <laughs> i was expecting something to go wrong you know i i, I definitely felt the stress uh surrounding that uh but i think for us because our wavelength is above a lot of those frequencies. We're we're sort of riding our own wave uh, and and creating things on a, on a different level. Hopefully, to inspire other people uh, to think differently. Uh, I'm not saying we're not affected, but I, I feel like we're our our effort is to transcend uh, those kind of things, and that this is what the goal of our project is. The same, yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry, like if if I might ask, like there's a funny story here, because I was supposed to come here during Easter, uh, but one or two days before traveling here, 
I realized my visa had expired. Uh, so that was kind of a, a, a very hard um, uh, thing to realize, especially like having bought the tickets and everything. And uh, while we are here collaborating, uh, we were wondering or, or, or talking about future collaborations. So we were wondering if uh, like maybe in the future could uh, Lil Saran come to Mexico maybe to do another collaboration or something. And we uh, researched online if Americans needed visa to come to Mexico and they don't. You, you don't need it. So we, I find it just like it's a weird situation, you know, to, for it to not be like a bilateral way, you know, mm -hmm. like need a visa to come here but not the other way around while of course we think nobody would should in an ideal situation need a visa or like any kind of permit to just travel and, and be free or collaborate like art needs space to uh, to develop so if you put those kind of frontiers and those kind of boundaries that's a limitation for art I like that that's a good statement uh... Yeah, it it doesn't seem. I mean, in in the mind of me and and you guys too, it seems, as citizens, as people just living our lives, trying to figure things out, we don't necessarily get why all of these barriers and boundaries are put up, and we also, I think, uh, are concerned at the negative effects on human. Uh, interaction, human existence, human evolution uh, with these boundaries in place. But governments seem to, you know, this is the way they work. And, you know, oftentimes it's put out there, it's to protect us, you know, it's, it's, it's to protect our interests and our security and all of that. Do you buy into that? Do you think maybe, I mean, just for the sake of discussion, are we naive? Are we not clear on all of the threats and all of the need for for uh, security and boundaries? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I think we are naive a lot of times. Uh, I, I don't think the way that things are executed in modern times are correct. I, I feel that they're not in the best interest of the people or, um, you know, the evolution uh, of society or the human race uh in any way of, of course we do need parameters to work one but uh, work within but i i feel like there is a more human healthy way to do that than i mean what's going on right now is atrocious like i i there's no other word really uh for us to use <laughs> also i i might add that um we, we might think that uh, of the government as this like sort of institution that uh, knows what's better for us, right? Maybe sometimes even better than, than us, right? right? But through history, there's been a lot of examples of that not actually being true. So uh, it was permitted by law to, for example, slavery, right? And I know, like, it's a very... Uh, you know, it's it's widely accepted now that, that slavery is just not right. And uh, women were not allowed to vote like a, a hundred years ago. And that that, that was just not a, a, a good thing, the right thing to do. So I think there's been ex these examples of laws and uh, politics getting in the way of, of human freedom. Uh, while now it's proven that those things are, are, are wrong. Uh, by like it's it's obvious to to us that they those things are wrong, so I just that makes me wonder what 
uh, other examples of that are gonna uh, happen you know like in in another hundred years like maybe in a hundred years people are gonna be like oh do you know they had these border things and they asked visas and that's just like ridiculous you know like what things are gonna evolve to be uh, widely accepted that right now governments do not allow just because they think it's better for us it's better for them really it's better for their business interests and their you know <laughs> it, it it has nothing to do with uh any type of caring about anyone's well-being in any sense uh it's really just for personal interest and that's all yeah yeah scare tactics to keep it so that they can retain the power that their privilege and their status gives them yeah yeah exactly Exactly. Um, All right, we're talking to Little Star Run and Alexei Galar here on Troubadours and Rock On Tours, and they are presently working together in a collaborative, international collaborative effort uh, on a project called The Singularity, and uh, it will be, it'll debut at the Scranton Fringe Festival in October 2019 and also be released as an EP. Uh, now, this collaboration, uh, tell us a bit of, more about the singularity. I mentioned in the introduction that you, you guys are classifying it as a response to the Trump administration policy. Do you want uh, to expound on that? I would. I, it's actually set in a fictional time, uh, you know. So it, it's not that people are going to see any sort of live representation uh, of what what uh, is occurring now it, it, it would be more in a conceptual way um, but it is talking about the idea of a, a separate entity trying to create false boundaries uh, to erase empathy to normalize uh, you know atrocities uh, and to to make people numb really, and to feel uh, helpless and as if there's nothing that they can do. Um, so for us, the, the singularity, in, we, we say in one of our descriptions, the singularity uh, is the event that tore us apart, uh, the wall that made us weaker. Um, because our project is about connection uh, and cross uh Culturalism. I'm not really sure if that's a term, uh, but you, you know, uh, uh, exchanging ideas, uh, free, freeing the exchange of ideas. So, so I think in the, in this regard, uh, the singularity is for us, and it's been for me this exploration of what would happen if we raise these walls, if we put these boundaries. What will happen eventually? if we try to keep art, if we try to control emotions. So in a way, it's, a, it's like a dystopian exploration of the results of these policies. So what would happen in a hundred years or a thousand years if we raise those uh, limitations right now? And I, I would say that, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is indeed occurring with the Trump, and Trump administration. And when you talk about erasing empathy... Uh, you know, for example, it, it, why should we care about children and, and, and parents being separated? 
You know, that's you shouldn't feel anything about that because they're breaking the law or normalizing atrocities, too. Like this it happens so often, all of these crazy, uh, cold hearted uh, activities that after a while, you don't even make a big deal of it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead, EW. I'm no, sorry. that's it. That's it. Um, I, I think obviously it's a larger scheme. Most people are worried about how they're going to be able to survive. And so they feel, okay, me first. It's a me first attitude, you know, like, okay, that's happening at the border, but I can't pay for healthcare, right? You know, there, there's this thing that uh, uh, most people don't even feel like they're in a position to do anything. And also mo most things are very far removed from, from most people. They're not even aware of what's going on. And, uh, and this is a problem as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not aware because they're distracted. They're distracted. Again, also, too, I feel, I, unfortunately, in the U.S., it, it seems like now, you know, uh, people are, are at odds with one another on everything. I, I just feel like there's so much noise going around, you know, like how many atrocities can you hear about in a day? And how, how are you going to react to the 60 atrocities you just heard about today? You know, like, yeah. As a person, you feel inept, you feel helpless, you feel there's absolutely nothing I can do. Um, yeah, and the situation in Mexico is not is not very different in that regard. Um, people are just focusing, I think, on the wrong um, on the wrong uh, uh, the wrong things. Uh, so, uh, just last year, we had elections, and the new president, Andrés Manuel López Obrador, AMLO for short. Um, he's, uh, he was like kind of a new hope in a way because he's basically the first left president in like a hundred years or something like that. Um, so he represented this, this hope for us that things could get better, that their relation with the U.S. could get better, but he's proven kind of to be the same as the other things. So just to give you an example, uh, he, he formed this new, uh, like a police, a group of policemen that's called the National Guard. And uh, they are supposed to be these, uh, uh, to, count, to counter the effect of, of narco-traffic. Uh, so we have, it's pretty well known that we have this situation where people get killed and uh, the, the security in Mexico is, it's an issue. Uh, maybe not so much in Mexico City, but uh, in uh, the northern part, the southern part is also like, pretty messed up in, in that regard. Uh, so the National Guard was supposed to be the response to that. But now uh, some elements of the National Guard have been, um, um, how do say, like the, 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 their new objective is to take care of immigrants in the border. You are listening to Troubadours and Tours with E.W. Conundrum Demure on Radio Free Brooklyn. So instead of focusing on security and the people getting killed and uh, the drug situation, they are focusing on the immigrant situation, uh, which I think is just, uh, again, responding to America's interest and not our interest and focusing on the wrong aspect of things. So, Explain to me, if you would, Alexei, how the National Guard in Mexico is responding to the immigrant situation. Uh, you, I, you're talking about how they... Uh, the immigrants tr uh, trying to uh, emigrate into the United States or immigrants from other countries trying to get into Me Mexico? Uh, okay, it's more about immigrants coming to America. 
because uh, the southern border is not as um, as taken care as the northern one. So we Mexico has basically agreed to be the waiting room for immigrants in uh, pa uh, passing through America. So we are basically holding immigrants there so they cannot go to America. So instead of like uh, maybe taking care of the southern border, we are taking care of the northern border so these immigrants can basically pass through Mexico but not all the way to America, uh, which I find, uh, I don't know, it's just we are again responding to America's interests instead of like, uh, f like finding a middle ground. Uh, I think it's it, it's kind of urgent that uh, AMLO, our president, and, and Trump like meet together and actually like do something about it. But so far, it's just Trump uh, demanding stuff and us responding to that. Just us being like, okay, we'll do that, or, or we'll find a way to uh, to to uh, yeah to abide to to those interests instead of uh, dialogue. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's terrible. American imperialism, basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and you wonder why uh, your president would be so willing to, as you put it, abide to Donald Trump. Maybe there are economic uh, sort of um, gains to be made for your country. Maybe there are you know deals. We'll give you this. We'll give you that if you take care. I don't know. I you know if I we did some research, I'm sure we'd find something. Or maybe he's just weak. And again, I don't know anything about, I have to say, I'm ignorant to the background of your president. Um, I'm still trying to figure out my president, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Nobody understands him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, anyhow, it's it's a tough situation. And you guys are artists. And you're doing what you can as citizens, as people, through that fact that that you're artists and you're working on this collaborative project called the singularity and and um uh, you know you mentioned a little bit about that i don't know if you want to talk more about that uh, there is something else i want uh you to to share uh regarding another project that uh, you alexa have been working on too but i want to give you an opportunity to wrap up any loose ends you would like to about uh, this your collaboration titled the singularity um, loose ends. <laughs> well, uh, for us, the singularity began first as us just meeting, becoming accountability partners and working together as colleagues, uh, and then deciding that we could really do something musically together and being very excited about that, that our, um, our two styles are very complementary. We, we never have an absence of ideas when we're working together. It's really exciting. Uh, and the singularity started as an exploration uh, of us wanting to do something in response to the border wall. Uh, and then it evolved from just a musical uh, collaboration into a theatrical concept. And this happened all very organically. Uh, in synchronistic ways that cannot be explained, <laughs> you know, just a, oh, wow, oh, this, oh, this leads to this, oh, this is exciting, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden it, it just became this larger thing that feels like it's maybe bigger than both of us in a lot of ways, uh, and we're just really riding the wave of it and, and seeing where, where it's going to evolve 
uh, into and where it's going to take us. Um, but as artists, we've, we've been really thrilled with the project. So you're not completely done with it yet. How far along are you, would you say? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's a secret. Uh, <laughs> we are in our final week of recording together uh, for the music. Um, the theatrical aspect needs a little bit of work, but um, I would say we're maybe 70% done with our, our concept. Yeah, hopefully by October <laughs> we'll be 100% done. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be you two guys acting on stage too, or are you going to bring in other people? Um, right now, it's just us uh, that we're going to be performing. Yes, uh, of course, we're we're thinking about it of um, involving other people, uh, maybe for like uh, the technical aspects of it. Uh, also, for recording, none of us can uh, record, for example, drums. So we're thinking of, uh, uh, on that situation, like who who to call basically to uh, to help us in in that regard. So we're we're thinking about like this aspect of. It being a collaborate, like extend the collaboration. So it's just not us, but maybe also other people. Uh, like so far, it's, it's it's been wonderful to work with Lil Saran. We've uh, had a very good connection. Um, so we we are really like I, I feel I I think we are very like specific people. Like so regarding our our, our art. So if we are going to like involve somebody else. Um, that that's still something we need to like think about. Great, great, and 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 it's a narrative, I suppose. The the, the project there's a storyline. Yes, yes, yes. We don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but but maybe give us a little bit to compel people to you know want to see it. Um, I would. I don't have something to compare it to exactly, uh, but it, it is a, I keep calling it a meta musical because it started as a musical album and then developed into a, a larger story and narrative. Although within the first conceptions of the album, it was, there was also a story and concept involved. It just, it just became bigger than what it started out to be. Um, so it's two people realizing they are of the same, I don't want to say cloth, that sounds quite religious, but, you know, <laughs> that two people in, in sort of a dystopian world realizing uh, that there's a way they can overcome uh, some outside uh, boundaries and limitations and find their inner power. I like it. I like it very much. Now, uh, that's the singularity. Um, Alexei, tell me a little bit about this idea, pretty little things that fly away. And, okay. Uh, and then, you know, Rachel, you could chime in too uh, about that notion as Alexei explains it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, we, we are both, uh, very prone to like creating concepts and then developing around that. So in my case, uh, pretty little things that fly away are those experiences that basically make you. So um, you you might have hard times, you might have uh, breakups, you might uh, uh, resign from your job, you might travel, you might have like these experiences that are not necessarily uh, good or wrong, but uh, on the long run, they, they make you. So these pretty little things that fly away, it's exactly that. 
and it came from uh, this uh, uh, notion that these these ideas evolve, so they uh, they they fly away, they turn into something else, uh, but at the end they are still part of you. So this uh, this EP that I released uh, last year, part one of of this idea, are is part of a series of experiences that I had to endure in a way to to become an artist or to become the person that I am today. Uh, it's 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 sometimes hard to to get into those sensations again. Uh, as an artist, you you have to really go into your uh, memories, into yourself, into your past emotions to create those stuff. Uh, but I think it's important to to get them out and to in a way tell tell this message. Maybe I'm not like I, I don't like to be very direct with those with with that uh, things. I prefer people to form their own. Uh, ideas of, of the music but um, I'd say that the, the, I, I want to put that message that these are memories that can uh, form you um, so it's like uh, right now I, I, I could never imagine that I would be in Pennsylvania in Scranton uh, recording um, with another uh, fellow musician uh, this amazing music uh, so that's probably something that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. It's it's going to be an experience that I'm that I'm uh, I'm glad I've, I've, I'm living, and that I'm pretty sure it's going to yield amazing results. Uh, but basically, you are never aware of when you, where you're going to be in one year, ten years, or you know, twenty years, something like that. It's just experiences that come and go, and 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 they impact your your heart, your your emotions, your brain, everything. Nicely said. You have anything to add, Rachel? I was just thinking that you know uh, I'd never thought of it before, but his concept of pretty little things that fly away being about memories and the things that make you actually ties back into the singularity and what we're trying to say there that the the characters in in the narrative uh, have retained some of their essential humanity deep within. And it's about the experience of them reawakening that uh, through shared memories and connections. And um, yeah, that's really interesting that I, I didn't really think about how it ties in together, but it really <laughs> all ties in together again. <laughs> this whole collaboration is it's just been, uh, I wouldn't say weird, but uh, particular in that sense, because we just keep, uh, uh, the ideas keep flowing and then they keep connecting. You know, it's like, it was meant to be for us to uh, to collaborate or to do some music at some point. And as, um, as Rachel pointed out, it, it just started as us talking about like musical tasks, uh, being accountability partners. And then it just naturally evolved because I think as artists, we have pretty similar concepts or, and similar ideas with our own styles, with our own uh, um, ideas and you know how to record or how do we want voices and how we do guitars and stuff like that but finding middle grounds in ideas and being very conceptual uh, we, we are both very conceptual artists we like to think about concepts and then how can we represent them through any means so uh, it's been really interesting to tie that up in the singularity because it's basically a uh, combination of everything that we've done so Rachel has done theater uh, and music. I've done 
music and performance. So it's it's in a way just this exploration of everything that we are so far, I think. Wonderful. Little Star Run and Alexei Galar. This has been a pretty little thing for me, I'll tell you, having you on the program. Thank you so much. Uh, we're just about out of time this go-round, but I want to give you an opportunity to share some, uh, I guess, contact information so people can keep track of what's going on with the Singularity and other projects you're involved in. Um, well, we, we are on social media. Um, we, our Facebook is at the Singularity Revolution. Um, our Instagram is at the Singularity Project P A M C, so like Pennsylvania, Mexico City P A M C, uh, and we will be at the Scranton Fringe Festival on October fifth and sixth. Uh, there are three show dates for the Fringe Festival, um, and those tickets can be uh, purchased through, I believe, it's w www.fringefestival.com scrantonfringefestival.com I'm not sure about their ticket link because they haven't posted that yet um, but if, in, if anyone is interested to look up the Scranton Fringe Festival online they'll be able to uh, find us listed um, do you want to add your personal contact or anything? I'm just so uh, excited about this um, uh, looking forward to, to see people there um, you can find other information about our own projects or this project that we are now uh, working on, the Singularity, our personal uh, or our um, our artist uh, sites. Uh, mine are at every place you can find me as Galar MX. So I'm, if you type that in uh, Facebook, in Instagram, you will find my, my project or my site, uh, galarmusic.com. Um, and I'm at Little Star Run on social media, easy to find. <laughs> yes, yeah, and Galar is G-A-L-A-R-M-X. All right, you guys are wonderful. I hope to see you out soon, if not uh, at the Fringe Festival, which I probably will before then. And again, thank you so much for the inspiring words and for sharing a little bit of what you're thinking and what you're working on. The collaboration sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, EW, for having us. Oh, yes. a pleasure. And nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too, Alexei. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Take Bye. care.
Let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plain, seeking a home where he himself is free. America never was America to me. Let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed. Let it be that great strong land of love. But never kings connive nor tyrants scheme that any man be crushed by one above. It never was America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. Say, who are you that mumbles in the dark? And who are you that draws your veil across the stars? I am the poor white, fooled and pushed apart. I am the Negro bearing slavery's scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant clutching the hope I seek and finding only the same old stupid plan of dog eat dog and mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope. Tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain, of grab the land, of grab the gold, of grab the ways of satisfying need, of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed. I am the farmer, bondsman to the soil. I am the worker, sold to the machine. I am the Negro, servant to you all. I am the people, humble, hungry, mean. Hungry yet today, despite the dream. Beaten yet today, O、oh、pioneers. I am the man who never got ahead. The poorest worker bartered through the years. Yet I'm the one who dreamt our basic dream in the old world, while still a serf of kings, who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true. That even yet, its mighty daring sings in every brick and stone, in every furrow turn, that's made America the land it has become. Oh, I am the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be my home. For I'm the one who left dark Ireland's shore, and Poland's plain, and England's grassy lea, and torn from Black Africa's strand, I came to build the homeland of the free. Oh, let America be America again—the land that never has been yet, and yet must be. The land where every man is free. The land that's mine. The poor man's, Indians, Negroes, me—who made America? Whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain, must bring back our mighty dream again? Oh yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me, and yet I swear this oath: America will be. America will be. Catch more fish than you. Me 
fish bites if you got good bait. Oh, here's a little tip that I would like to relate. Many fish bites if you got good bait. I'm a going fishing, yes, I'm going fishing, and my baby going fishing too. I went on down to my favorite fishing hole, baby, grab me a pole and line. Throw my pole on and caught a nine pound catfish. Now you know I brought him home for supper time. Prove it, any fish bites if you got good bait. Here's a little tip that I would like to relate. Many fish bites if you got good bait. I'm a going fishing, yes, I'm going fishing, and my baby going fishing too. Baby brother about to run me out of my mind, say, can I go fishing with you? I took him on down to the fishing hole, now what do you think that he did do? Pull a great big fish out the bottom of the pond, now he laughed and jumped, cause he was real gone. Many fish bites if you got good bait, I'm a going fishing, yes, I'm going fishing, and my baby going fishing too. Put him in the pot, baby, put him in the pan, honey, cook him till he's nice and brown. Make a batch of buttermilk, whole cakes, mama, and chew them things, and then jump them on down, singing any fish bites if you got good bait. Here's a little tip that I would like to relate. Many fish bites if you got good bait. I'm a going fishing, yes, I'm going fishing, and my baby going fishing to play the blues. That I would like to relate. Many fish bites if you got good bait. I'm a going fishing, mama's going fishing, and the baby going fishing too. Flicker. She is a peach as she double fists it at a seaside pub on the beach. And the tiki lights flicker as the drunk couple playfully bickers and does another shot of cheap bourbon. I am thinking of buying a drink for that beautiful, darker-skinned woman as she wears so well silk, green, orange, yellow, and red, a sexy, divine turban. You're looking for a standing ovation You look like you could use a vacation You tried to pin a tail on the wind But you didn't know where to begin And the room is starting to
Episode 331 of Troubadours and Rock on Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Little Star Run and Alexei Galar. It was great talking with you both. I also would like to thank the brilliant writer Langston Hughes the wonderful voice of James Earl Jones, and the whole person, our associate producer, Dr. Michael Pavis, and these musical artists, Django Reinhardt, Stefan Grappelli, The Pretenders, The Preservation Hall Jazz Band, Ombre Bistia, Taj Mahal, Aaron Lee Tazjan, and, of course, Branford Marsalis and Terrence Blanchard, too. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, let's give it a go and try to enjoy this one. Take care.